I've been working on a new bit for the act. It involves eating and swallowing watches. I've been trying to rehearse more, but it's awfully time-consuming. This is Across the Table, the podcast of Hannibal the Magician. Hello and welcome, and thank you for coming back. I I am grateful for you, and I'm glad you're here. Hi, it's Hannibal, and it is currently early on a Sunday morning as I record this so that I can get some of my new thoughts out to you. This has been... um, it's been a kind of a hectic week. There were a lot of shows, which I'm very grateful for, uh, to help me along with the move and all the financial woes that uh, continued litigation uh, keeps promising. Uh, divorce is a heavy, expensive thing, my friends. Um, in in one way, I'm very I'm grateful for the new life. You know, it, it's not something I asked for, but then in reflection and in meditation and thinking about it deeply. None of the really great things that have ever happened to me were things that I asked for. I never considered becoming a magician. I I literally, if you've heard the story, and and most of you have, and if you haven't, go back and listen or read the book, I I fell into this accidentally. I was working as an actor and a scriptwriter, and magic happened accidentally, and it became the greatest thing in my life. It became my focus and my direction. It became my art. Um, it became the vehicle through which I was able to express myself. Now that's a, that's a, a heady statement. And, and when I say that magic became my life, it's, it's true. Um, I am learning through therapy and through constant uh, self-care that I am important and I, I deserve the love that I give myself. And I recognize that the ability that was put in my hands is the performance, the uh, the astonishment that I'm able to give through, you know, through through conjuring, through um, theatrical conjuring. Let's put it that way. For for those of you with more sensitive uh, verbal capabilities, I know that that words are really important, and I certainly don't want to offend anyone. As a matter of fact, in one of the uh, one of the speeches I gave this week for a small corporate event, uh, they asked me to speak on ability and and what was put in my hands to do. And of course, magic is that thing, uh, card tricks and and the uh, the nimble vocal storytelling that I do is all part of the 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 picture that I paint. It's the art that I do. And there was a gentleman who was offended by that. He um, he challenged me that magic wasn't real, that it was simply me manipulating objects to appear magic. And of course, while that is technically true, magic doesn't happen in my hands. The 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 tricks themselves, the effects that, that I do are, of course, in my hands, but the magic happens in your mind and it happens in your heart. And so if you ask me if magic is real, of course it is. You, you get that feeling from from my performance, or at least that's what I strive for. You can get a feeling of magic from music or from a, a very finely crafted written tale. Magic is absolutely alive. We wouldn't have a word for it if it didn't exist. Uh, I, he, he wouldn't really get into explaining uh, whether his objection to the word was religious or 
or scientific. He seemed a bit more offended that uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't give credit to science over magic as as a way of expressing what it is that I do. And in fact, um, it offended him so much that he he ended up leaving. He uh, he left the group. He, he gathered his things. He didn't seem particularly angry, just frustrated. Uh, over what I was saying, but he packed up and he left, and um, and while I was I was sorry to see him go, I didn't. Of course, I didn't stop my my performance, my uh, my presentation to the rest of the group, and a lot of people got some very positive things out of it. But of course, me being me and humans being human, uh, the rest of the people that were there, I'm, I'm glad they enjoyed it and I'm glad they got something out of it, but he's the one that sticks out in my mind. He's the one that I feel like I failed, even though I recognize in a very real way I did not fail him in particular. I did not say what he wanted to hear, and so he opted to move on his way. But, like I said, me being me, uh, I wonder what I could have said differently and and maintained my own integrity while satisfying his curiosity. And the answer to that, of course, is nothing. I could not have said anything. He, Once he reached a certain point, he had made up his mind, um, and me refusing to admit that I was wrong meant that he had to leave the situation. And I'm sorry he did that. Um, Maybe he would have heard something if he'd stuck around. But you have to follow your own path, right? You have to you have to decide whether this that you are listening to is worthy of your time and attention or whether it is not. And there could be a thousand reasons why you don't listen to a message. And all of them are your reasons and all of them are valid. I put up a passage. In fact, let me pull this up so I can read this accurately. I put up a passage on my web, on my Facebook page, this morning from Sid Meier, uh, whose who's writing I admire very much. I don't agree with all of his premises. I don't agree with all of the, the things he does, but I do admire his writing, and I do love to listen to his ideas. And Sid wrote, When I die, they will put my body in a box, and they will dispose of it in the cold ground. And in the, all the million ages to come, I will never breathe or laugh or twitch again. So won't you run and play with me here this morning in the teeming mass of humanity? The universe has spared us this moment. And of course, Sid's message here is, you're alive right now. Live right now. Um, please forgive me. I'm not trying to step on anyone's religious beliefs, and I'm certainly not trying to step on, on anybody's practices. But the, the philosophy behind this is, you are alive right now. Don't waste your time um, supplicating yourself or, 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 or keeping yourself from actually living. You, you know, um, breathe the air, walk in the grass, get in the sunshine, drink the beverages and, and, and live with your friends and, and sing with your friends and love and, and all the things that make life wonderful because life is the gift. And if you believe there is an afterlife and there is there is heaven awaiting you, so much the better. Celebrate now. Celebrate this preview of what you have. You, you were given life for a reason. You weren't just birthed into your heaven, right? Uh, an old acquaintance left a message on Facebook, which he, is, he has since deleted, uh, I guess. But uh, his message was... Um, and I wrote it down. Let me make sure I get this right. He wrote. He said, uh, 
Man, I'm glad that I don't have this outlook on life and having to live for right now. I am living for heaven, and Jesus is the reason for this season. And, and you know, Andrew, I can't, uh, I can't disagree. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I admire you live, living for Jesus and everything else, but Jesus himself said, live in the now, live for today. You know, yes, you are storing up treasures in heaven, and, and that's what he believed, and that's what he preached. But that doesn't mean you should not live for this moment. If you substitute the word God for universe, and please, Sid, forgive me for substituting in your writing, God has spared us this moment. He has given us this time on this miraculous planet flying through space at you know, millions of miles, and I don't know the science, I'm sorry, at at a very vast speed, blindly, we are simply along for the ride on this thing. And we're alive and we're breathing and we're awake. Run and play and, and, and get in with humanity and don't, oh, Andrew, don't look down your nose at other people that don't have the same philosophy as you. It's so easy to stand up on high and say, I have all the answers and I know exactly what's right and... But that's not loving. I won't tell you what to say and I won't, I won't tell you how to live. But how much better to, to reach out with hands and embraces and, and actual love rather than simply saying, oh, my way is better, you're wrong. And I guess all that's to say, hey, my way is better, you're wrong. <laughs> I am a human hypocrite. And, uh, and I recognize that in myself. Um, it, it's part of the human condition. It's what we do. It's, it's who we are. It's part of the gloriousness that is us. Um, I'm, I'm glad to be alive. There's, there was a time when I wasn't, and I can look back on the, on the pain of all those things, and I, I can see where my head was. And I came through all of that. And I came through all of that by reaching out beyond what I can understand and, and, and admitting to myself that I simply don't know. I, uh, I have beliefs that I was brought up with as a child, and, uh, and as a teenager I was fairly rabid in, in those beliefs and, and I, on into my 20s, but through having a family and raising children and seeing the world and talking to people from all over and, and seeing our similarities and our differences, I can see in the world around me, I can see creation, I can see that things were planned. I can see that we, we live on a delicate balance. But I'm also in my mind knowing that, yeah, it could have happened by accident. It could just be the illusion of the humanity that I'm looking through my own eyes and and wanting to see the design and the art and the creation because I have a heart for art. And also I may be very colored by the spiritualism that let me let me down. All of the people that were in my church and all of my spiritual Christian brothers and sisters who embraced me as a family man and as the husband and as the father and as all the things that uh, I lived in my former life completely turned their backs on me when it seemed that I slipped out of that role. When they, they thought that I had changed or they believed the rumors about me, their, their backs were turned, not a single one. And let me repeat that, not a single one of the people that nurtured me and claimed to love me and claimed to, to hold me in, in, in spiritual brotherhood, 
None of them came to me and said, Are you hurting? Are you in need? Let me pray for you. Let me help you. And so I became jaded to what they were preaching versus what they were actually doing. And let me say again, I had dozens of friends, and I have friends that are still on Facebook and who may see the link to this and may be listening to it right now. I will not put shame on you. I will not say that. There was a time I would have, but I won't do that now because I understand people are simply people. You didn't reach out to me. You didn't see if I was hungry or hurting or wanting. No one came to my door and said, let me, let me talk with you. Let me pray with you. Let me... Let me try to understand. No. You turned your backs and you believed that I was a bad guy. I don't hate you for that. I'm not mad at you for that. I'm, I'm past all of those things. And I love you. And, and I still consider you my friends. I still consider you a, a major wonderful part of the life that I had before. But I don't trust what you say any longer. Spiritual materialism right now, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Spiritual materialism right now is rampant, and a life filled with spirit is a rarity. I don't care how many crystals you have, how vegan your food is, or whether Venus is in Jupiter since the last time you blamed all of your problems on the moon. If the way you carry and express yourself, let me, let me rephrase that. If the way we carry and express ourselves condemns others while lifting ourselves, then we are as off target as the people we're condemning. I love myself and I take care of myself and I'm doing my, 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 my damnedest to not look down on anyone, to try to uplift even those whose dichotomies and ideologies I don't agree with. I drink with the thinkers and I smoke with preachers and I've never met a good man that believed he had all the answers. Let your personality be your greatest work of art and let your actions weave a thread of unity. Laugh at the angry voices in your head and, and befriend your ego before you listen to the bullshit that tells you to destroy it. Your ego was put in you for a reason and, and it keeps you alive and it keeps you striving to do better and, and, and wanting more and better for yourself, not in materialistic things, but in a quality of life and in, a, in, a, in a, a more connection with the world around you. That's where wealth lies in love and friendship and, and, and realizing that you deserve love and friendship and affection and, and a human touch is well worth feeding and uplifting your own ego that says, yes, I deserve these things and I will give of myself. I will give of my own love and affection and, and caring and kindness that I might be open to receive it from others. Listening to people tell you that you need to destroy your ego, that you need to completely humble yourself. And don't get me wrong, there is a certain level of humbleness you need to maintain so that you don't become an asshole. But, but saying you have to kill the ego completely is a McDonald's spirituality. Even trying to get rid of the ego means you want to avoid this and move towards that, creating the same inner conflict 
that you're trying to avoid. Inner silence and enviable peace doesn't come from the avoidance of life as it is. It comes from moving as deeply into life as you can. The only way out is in, and the only way beyond is to go through it. You have to go through not only the happiness and the celebration and the here's what life is, but also the pains and the trials and the scars and the wounds and the fire. And the fire is forging the impurities out of you and leaving the pure silver behind. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I have all the answers or even, you know, uh, even some of the answers. I'm wandering through this as lost as you are because I'll be step right up and tell you I just don't know. I have tried religion. I have tried spirituality. I have examined the worship of a greater being than myself and 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 part of that sticks and i and i still look around and i still look up and i still open myself to that feeling and some of my best friends are are very spiritual people and 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 are and dedicated to their relationship with the almighty and uh even if the almighty is is the universe or, or yahweh or or, or the God of Abraham, or, or so on and so on and so forth. If that brings you comfort, if that brings you happiness, if it allows you to go out and live and love and lift up your fellow man, so be it. Do the thing, man. Get on your knees and, and go to your churches and go to your synagogues and go to your temples and and, and, and pray in the streets and pray in your closet and, and, and whatever it is. But if the end result is kindness and love and uplifting, it's a good thing. It's an awesome thing. And man, I hope you're right. I hope you're right and, and, and I hope you're rewarded for your journey. But at the same time, I'm going to caution you about living for the reward. About doing good things simply because you're promised something at the end of the journey. Do the good things because this is the journey and happiness is the road. And, 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 and giving and being kind and being loving and, and giving as much love as you possibly can is a reward all to on itself. It's, it's, the, it's the very act of loving someone else or, or giving someone something that they need at a time when they need it is the reward in itself. There's no feeling in the world like it. It's magic, if I can go so far as to say that. And boy, am I getting heavy today. I'm sorry, that's not the direction I, I went off on or I was intending to go off on, but I am a profound believer in following your heart and following your own words and doing uh, or saying what is on your mind at the time. And this is what's on my mind at the time. It's 9.50 a.m. on Super Bowl Sunday. And, uh, and, and, and the whole world is looking at the game and, uh, and having vigorous debates and, 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 uh, finding new ways to, to be hateful to their fellow human beings over a game. And man, I, I don't get it. I mean, you know, Star Wars versus Star Trek. I can understand that. I can understand, you know, those people. But, uh, uh, and of course, you know, you know me, I'm an uh, avid Star Wars fan and, and the Star Trek people just don't get it. And I do pray that someday they will see the light and come out of the darkness that they're in. Um, but I won't condemn them for it. I just, I just know they're wrong. 
Uh, sorry, Lori, if you're listening. Uh, that joke was entirely for you. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday. What is the difference between the Super Bowl and the Grammys? Well, the Eagles have won a Grammy. Okay, I'll let that go. I'm sorry, I, I got heavy and then I got off track and, and welcome to my mind and welcome to my podcast and that's how things go sometimes, right? My whole thing is, you know, love is is its own reward and, and kindness is its own reward and I cannot begin to tell you why we were put here. I, I can't give you a purpose in life. I can't say we were made to do this to uplift the kingdom of heaven and to promote the face of God and the glory of God. And holy cow, doesn't that lead to wars and invisible lines and and people stepping over invisible lines and offending someone simply from the belief that the love they feel is greater than the love that other people feel. It's ridiculous. I, I I don't know exactly where along the lines of ideology I fall along. I, I have very specific feelings about uh, all the debates and all the things that say, yes, you're a conservative, or yes, you're a liberal, or you're a Democrat, or you're a Republican. And those views fall vastly on opposite sides of the fence sometimes. I'm very conservative about some of my views, and I'm intensely liberal about some of my other views, and I guess I'm just... Hannibal, I'm just me. And you know what? You're just you. You don't have to. If you, if in your core you don't quite believe what you're being preached at, that's okay. Examine yourself. Examine what you do believe and go with that. And it's valid and it's legitimate and it's okay right as long as it does not oppress or hurt or push somebody else down. One of my very conservative friends, and God love him, he, he's, a, he's a gentle and a kind human being. He is a loving husband and father, and I admire him for, his, for some of the things he does. But he made a statement the other day that anyone illegal in the country ought to be forced out. They ought to be bussed up and taken on the other side of the border and dumped off. Even if they were children of illegal immigrants, the so-called dreamers, the ones that are here trying to make a better life for themselves and actually going through the process of trying to become American citizens and and suddenly the rules were changed on them and, and they could not reach the freedom they were striving for. And his response to that was, oh, well, that's the law. Pack them up and send them off. And dear friend, dear loving human Christian magician, dude, guy that I know you are, these are, are not illegals. Human beings are not illegals. They are human beings. And they are hungry. And they are hungry for freedom. And they are hungry for love. And they are hungry for affection. And, and the invisible line is invisible because you cannot see it. This is my country because the line is right here. And I'm going to put up a wall on this line. And if there are oppressed people, oppressed, repressed, hurting people whose lives have been devastated, they can't cross this line to come into our so-called golden streets through our so-called golden door. That's not love. That's sin. If there is sin and if there is uh, that, that dirty, nasty, dark word, sin, oppressing another human being or keeping them apart from you, 
then that's what it is. Hurting someone else on purpose or denying them the opportunity of freedom, love, affection, a better life for themselves in whatever form that takes, that is where the sin lies. Why not light the candle? Rather than embracing the darkness and saying, this is the law and this is the way it is and you have to leave, why not look for a better solution? Why not take it upon yourself to look for better ways? All together, we're all here together. We, we have a criminally short time on this existence, on this planet. And, and whatever you believe in what lies after, all we own is this moment. So maybe we have one less mega church. Maybe instead we open up a, a mega shelter. Maybe we open up the buildings that are standing empty and, and, and use the funds that we have for the lasers in our church and, and the new amplifiers for our church band. Maybe we take that money and, and we, we feed the poor and we, and we clothe the homeless or, or give them shelters or, or, or improve the, the mental health of this country or look into ways of, of, of improving that. I don't know. I don't have the answers. But missiles are expensive. But missiles are more expensive than food. And if we had a few less missiles and a few better plans for feeding people, Maybe we wouldn't need the missiles in the first place. I was asked by this same Christian friend, do you have locks on your front door? And if you do have locks on your front door, then everything you say about the wall and the, and the, the immigration problem is completely invalid because you are trying to keep people out. And he's right. So I don't lock my doors anymore. If I'm going to live on faith, I'm going to live on faith. I'm going to live on not a God who protects me, though I suspect that may be the case. I don't know. Here's my, there's my mantra. I don't know. But simply in, a, in, a, in a, uh, an effort to not live in fear. Because fear builds walls. Fear flies planes into buildings. Fear oppresses Fear looks down from its lofty height and says, you are wrong and you are going to burn. Love says, here I am. Love says, let's do this together. Love says, I don't understand and I don't know and I don't get who you are or why you do the things you do, but I'm going to love you anyway because you're human and you're living in the same time that I am and in the same place that I am. And life is beautiful and vital and painful and, 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 and tough, but it's good. It's so good and it's such a present and it's such a gift. So let's dance and let's sing badly. Let's sing loudly and badly. Let's, let's pick up instruments we don't know how to use and become the Ramones. <laughs> I am, I am such an idiot sometimes. But I love you, and I believe in you, and I know that you in your own way can change the world a little better, a little bit better today. It's Super Bowl Sunday, and I don't care. I, <laughs> I haven't had cable TV in months and months.
I had it in my mind to go someplace or to find a party where people were watching it. Um, but I wasn't invited anywhere. Um, and I have packing to do and I have people to reach out to and people to love and my own work to do. No spoilers. <laughs> Whatever today brings for you, and I know by the time you hear this, Super Bowl Sunday will have come and gone. Um, and there will be a, a new champion of American football. Um, and uh, congratulations, whoever you are. Uh, I hope your team won and I hope it brought you happiness. And, and more important, I hope you got to spend some time with friends and people that you loved. And I hope you reached out and, and embraced and, uh, and loved each other for exactly who you are, no matter which side of the fence you, you fall on. And I guess on all this rambling and everything else that I, I read through and everything that I said, I guess that really comes down to it. It doesn't matter which team you're pulling for. In the big picture, we're all human. We are all little creatures of love. We have a very short time. And we ought to spend it loving and uplifting each other. I hope, I sincerely hope and pray that no matter who you are, no matter what you believe, no matter what your station or position or political outlook or ideology is, no matter who you are, I hope that there is love where you are. Sitting on the corner, staring down the street and wall Making funny faces at the people we don't meet a whoa, whoa. Holding out of pockets for all the world to see a wall Singing our old songs, busking you and me a They always seem to want to get away from you Just throw a little money and say Hey man, now do just what you do You sing a little anthem and answer Hey man, I am Just a little more dough and I'll show you where I stand If that's the plan, ain't life grand Breaking in the quarters, nickels and the dimes of war Breathing and dreaming and passing by the time of war, war. Thinking of the past and what we live for, then war. And where we're living now, our worries in the winter war, war, war. It's funny how she always seems to wanna get away from you. Cause you're honey in the jar, but when she's out, you're glue. Lord, it's true. You put your axe up in the case, and then you ease and making haste for the door. Then you bust it to the corner, get your busking all in order for the show. On the road, here we go.
down from boredom, busk away the day I woke. I dream of records of gold every time I play a woke. Days turn into weeks and weeks are into years of woke. We live for the fans of making music in the ears of woke. 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 No, I think I'm good. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for tonight. Bye.